Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we will be sure to answer those questions or comments the next time that we are in the studio. I want to start the day off with a few headlines that I found interesting. Um, one is that uh, Cumulus Media orders conservative radio hosts, where there's a number of uh, well-known ones there, to not talk about uh, election fraud or any rhetoric like that. Uh, hosts could uh, include Mark Levin and Ben Shapiro. Uh, also, Parler is going to sue Amazon after it has been suspended from uh, using their platform, making Amazon, our Parler completely inaccessible to anybody. Uh, they were on Amazon servers, and they took that down. Um, in bigger news, House Democrats formally introduced one article of impeachment against President Trump for inciting, inciting violence against the government. Uh, also, the Washington Monument will be closed until January 25th due to credible threats to uh, disrupt Biden's inauguration. But despite all that, the Biden team announces their inauguration theme, which is America United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2021. Yeah, hey, right? <laughs> this is Doug McCary. So glad you are listening to us today. I'm excited about this week. Uh, one, because last week is over. Yeah. Uh, just joking. Uh, two. We start our SWAT groups back up this yeah. week, and um, I'm excited about that, getting guys together again. And, um, you know, I know most people, when they said goodbye to 2020, it was like, yeah. I'm glad that's over. After last week, who knows what's going to happen this week? I mean, even as we saw, did you ever think, seriously, did you ever think, that in one day that uh, millions of people could be silenced in the way they communicate. I mean, think about that. In one day, yeah. uh, all these people that are communicating on parlor. I mean, we're talking millions of mm -hmm. people shut down, not by the U.S. government, but bad actors, i.e. Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, um, Twitter, and Facebook in an alliance to say, we're kicking you off. Now, I want you to go, for you folks out there who are listening who aren't big Twitter people, go to Twitter.com or just go to Google and look at Twitter uh, and look at, uh, let me see, who are some of the people they can look up their Twitter feeds for and see some of the statements made by people who would be considered progressively uh, left of center as far as uh, values goes. And there's some pretty bad things being said. People were saying bad things all over mm -hmm. and nobody's claiming that they should be shut down. I mean, who's shutting Twitter down? 
who's big enough? The only the U.S. government could sh- shut Twitter down. If they shut Twitter down, there would be a hailstorm of protest uh, by Democrats mm-hmm. who are in control of the House right now and uh, the Senate. Well, not yet, but they will be uh, about that. Yet nobody's up in arms except for a handful mm-hmm. of um I don't even know if they're real Republicans. I had one guy call me this morning and he said, I'm done being a Republican. I'm an independent now because I'm tired of being in a political party with weak yeah. backbone people. Yeah. And it's not that there's not good people within there, um, but people are upset and they don't know what to do and they don't feel like they're being heard. And and then you pour gasoline on the fire by taking away platforms where they could uh, com- conversate freely. And, you know, some, some people have been kicked off Twitter, uh, notice, notice, notably uh, President Trump and also most of his legal team and a few people um, who are just kind of lightly associated with leaving the left or uh, President Trump in general. And you're, you're taking away people's voices. And, and what's crazy about uh you know, the parlor situation is that it's other companies that are ending a, a, a company, independent, independent company. So not only is Twitter uh, shutting people down, but Apple, uh, Google. Even Marriott. And, Did you hear about Marriott? Uh, it's pulling their uh, yeah. funding. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it's, it's uh, you know, there's always the libertarian argument is go make your own platform to talk on. And, uh, well, then someone does it and they find another way to shut that down. So, it's it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty disturbing. Yes, and listen, if you're out in our listening audience and you're listening to um, this uh, radio broadcast today, um, by the way, if we were just a podcast, you could be shut down because they can mm. pull the server on it. Yeah, uh, it's a lot tougher to knock down radio towers. Uh, I guess they could come in here and do something like that if they wanted. Well, they but, could put pressure on you know the the companies uh, that own the radio stations to be silent, which is kind of what uh, happened with uh, Ben Shapiro and Mark Levin and their and some other radio hosts. Yeah, uh, so they can do that, but that's that is more difficult than if they have control of where you post your podcast and they can just pull your podcast. Yeah, I I just think right now we are in an uncharted waters mm-hmm. as a country. Uh, in the sense that, um, you know, when you when you think about what our country has gone through, where we've been, and what's been going on for the last, let's say, 70 years or, you know, 60 years, a revolution started in the 60s as a cultural revolution that is fundamentally changing mm-hmm. the value system of our country. Listen to what George Washington said. This was from his prayer journal. He says, oh, this is our first president. By the way, uh, true story, I was teaching the other day, and one of my children, when I mentioned that George Washington was the first president, goes, I thought he was the third president. And I'm going, are you serious? (laughs) And... You know, my wife and I were talking about it. This is part of the problem with our school systems in that they don't teach history anymore. And it's going to get worse. People, you know, don't even know who the presidents are. They don't Mm -hmm. know the story of George Washington, the story of 
John Adams, of Thomas Jefferson. They were flawed men. Yes, they were, as every person is flawed. But they were men who had um, Judeo-Christian values. And this prayer of Washington says, increase my faith in the sweet promises of the gospel. This is our first president saying that. Give me repentance from dead works. Pardon my wanderings. Direct my thoughts. This is not just something he's saying out to an audience. This is what he wrote in his prayer journal. Yeah. Teach me how to live in your fear, labor in your service, and ever run in the ways of your commandments. Make me watchful over my heart that neither the terrors of conscience, the loathing of holy duties, the love of sin, nor an unwillingness to depart this life will cast me into a spiritual slumber. But daily frame me more and more into the likeness of your son, Jesus, that living in your fear and dying in your favor, I may at the appointed time attain the resurrection of the just into eternal life. Bless my family, my friends, and my kindred. I mean, he wrote that in his prayer journal. It was at Mount Vernon. Mm. I mean, this is our first president. And, you know, listening to that, you would say, well, that's that's a Christian man right there. You know, um, but the way that we teach history now is that uh, oh, he was a theist. And uh, there's a book called The Maxims of George Washington that came out. And when it gets to his section of sayings on faith, when it was originally published in the 1800s, it was people who knew him talking about how great of a Christian he was. Now, if you get that book in the later publications, it is the editor's note to say, well, he wasn't really a Christian. He was a theist. So, you know, talking about how we don't teach history, we're not only not teaching history, but when we do, it's distorted. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. is very distorted. Uh, And and that's it's a big problem, because right now, most people in our country don't know who to believe. You got people believing in wide ranging conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And and so. What happens with a lot of that stuff is people dismiss truth. Yeah. I mean, people dismiss truth. I mean, truth that things actually happen. Oh, that's just another conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It didn't really happen. And so it's easy when people are doing a lot of misrepresentation and there's no standard for truth anymore, which we don't have. There is no gen- journalism integrity in the country. Right. I mean, I don't know. Do you trust any news organization that's on a public level right now? Not really. No. I, 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 they put stuff out, and then you end up finding out later it's it's retracted or it's mm-hmm. not even there. So uh, I tell people the Bible is the only source of truth. Yeah. that you can count on. Mm-hmm. And so I hope you're filling your brain with words from God's Word. And when we come back, we're going to talk further about uh, getting God's Word into your life today. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store 
or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. That is Nobody by Casting Crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we talked as we do the first segment of every uh, program about the news of the day, kind of what's been going on uh, around the country and in the past week, over the weekend. Uh, And we also were talking a little bit about the Founding Fathers. Uh, Doug read a quote uh, or a passage from George Washington's prayer journal that uh, really exemplifies the type of person uh, that he was and the type of faith that he had and how that's really just kind of different. And it's not what we're seeing in our culture at large, but definitely not uh, for the most part from what we're hearing from our leaders. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, have you ever heard of David Barton? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had his son Tim on last year and I'm going to try to get David to come on because one of the questions that people are wrestling with right now, in fact, uh, Jim Dennison made a, comment today and there's differing views on whether the american revolution was okay Hmm. or an act of sin oh yeah from a christian perspective. yeah from a christian perspective we're talking about and the truth is most people have never really um thought about civil disobedience Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between civil disobedience and civil opposition Mm. 
Civil disobedience means a government tells you to do something that you believe to be unbiblical yeah. and you're as, as a Christian and you just refuse to do it. Uh, whatever that may be, uh, civil opposition means you not only don't do it, but you try to prevent the government from enforcing that. Mm. And um, there was there were su- supporters of civil opposition, um, mostly from reform circles, and by that um, uh, people like um, oh, Martin Luther and those kind of people mm-hmm. uh, were really for the civil opposition. The civil uh, disobedience were people, and and listen, there's a lot of modern day pastors that um, kind of would side with some of those early people. In fact, a couple we've had on the program. So this is not a just a cut and dried, mm-hmm. okay, easy thing to say. The Bible says this. Again, um, you look at our country. Our country was founded on freedom, but uh, Abraham Lincoln in his Gettysburg Address said four score and seven years ago, everybody knows that. He says, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we're engaged in a civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. He says, we're met on a great battlefield of that war, and we've come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that the nation might live. It's altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate and hallow this ground. The brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say, but it's not going to forget what they did. It's for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus so far nobly advanced. It's for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead will not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. And that was his speech at Gettysburg. And, you know, he professed to be a believer too. Mm -hmm. And like Washington, only God knows if they really were, but they certainly exhibited a lot of believer qualities in their life in their desire to honor God and his word. And, you know, when you think about guys like Martin Luther or Zwingli, who was a Swiss Reformation leader, or John Calvin, these were men that loved God. Mm -hmm. And they had very strong views about the fact that, you know, you could defend yourself. We had Wayne Grudem on talking about that that uh, to defend the poor, to defend the oppressed, is we do it in war all the time. I mean, that's what, you know, the government does not bear the sword in vain, it says in mm-hmm. Romans. Whether you're a police officer or in law enforcement or whether you're in the military, you have a, a, a duty and a calling 
to defend the oppressed. But there's also another view um, that maintains that the American Revolution occurred because deistic and unitarian tendencies were of such strength that Orthodox Christians got swept up into the rebellion, basically, against their government. And the Christians who supported physical resistance against the tyranny of Britain turned to enlightenment rather than the Bible. This is their contention for validation, and it was propped up because they didn't have a good understanding of the Bible. And and so you have this argument going back and forth, and we see that today. Mm-hmm. You have people going back and forth. And so when people ask me, Doug, what do we do? What do we do? I thought again, you know, I mentioned this last week, Jeremiah 29 is God's instruction to his people as they go into Babylon. And from my viewpoint, and I, I want to stress, this is not the views of this station. This isn't your views necessarily. Um, but from my perspective, I think God is ushering us into a time of Babylon where people that espouse pagan views, no matter what they say, when you say that transgenderism is the civil rights issue of our day, when you say that you're going to make LGBTQ um, um, civil rights issues a high priority, and basically come against uh, Christian organizations uh, that would not hire people like that because that's counter. I mean, let's say you're, you're, you're in education. Let's say you have a Christian school, and you are told, okay, you're no longer validated because you refuse to hire somebody who is a homosexual or a lesbian. Yet the very values of the education you offer uh, are based on the Bible mm-hmm. because that's why you're a quote Christian school. It is a private education and you're offering that. And that is on the agenda right now to come in and either take away accreditation or to enforce some kind of penalty on those schools and colleges that are Christian who say this does not fit with our code of conduct. And every college has a code of conduct. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you violate their codes of conduct, and who determines each individual college code of conduct? The leaders of that institution, not the federal government. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's just a very murky place we are right now dealing with our country, dealing with how we as believers are to respond. And if you go back and look at what happened in Jeremiah 29, I want to, uh, for the next, this week and next week, This week, we're kind of laying the background uh, of how God took Israel into captivity, why he took them into captivity, and what he told them when he took them into captivity. And actually, even before we go back to um, Jeremiah, where God tells them, you go back to, um, I think it's uh, in uh, Leviticus, back in Leviticus chapter 26, Verse 39, and God gave the children of Israel instruction. Um, I think it's 26. Let me look at this again. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'm in the right spot. Leviticus 26, 39. Is that right? Yeah, I got it. 
And those of you who are left shall rot away in your enemies' lands because of their inequity and also because of the inequities of their fathers. They shall rot away like them. That one? Yeah. What 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 is he saying? He, he's saying, in your enemies' lands. He tells the children of Israel they're going back. They're, they're going to go and be under the oppression of their enemies. Now, listen, I, I, I don't want to say the Democratic progressives are my enemies, but their platform is anti-God. Mm-hmm. They can say what they want about what they, you know, to try to make it go down smoother. But if you look at their platform, it is anti-Bible, anti-God. And just go back to their 2020 platform. Go to their 2016 platform. Heck, I think even the 2012 mm-hmm. platform. So you go back. But why did God take his people into that pagan nation and let them have to suffer under the pagan rule, seeing all the pagan rituals, all the immorality? Well, you go back to verse 34. He says, the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths as long as it lies desolate while you are in your enemy's land. Then the land shall rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. You know what happened? They were commanded to keep a Sabbath every seventh year. And what happened is God said, I'm going to bless you on the sixth year. You gather enough on the sixth year, put it in storage bins. It will last you through the eighth year. And you trust me during that seventh year. But somewhere along the line, some of their leaders said, you know what? Man, we're missing out. We could be harvesting the land on the seventh year. And so for 70 years, they did not keep a Sabbath for 490. 490 years, they didn't do that. They rebelled against God. And so how many how many Sabbaths is that? That's 70 Sabbaths. And how many years were they in Babylon? 70 years. And when we come back, we're going to keep looking at what God instructed them, the way they should respond as his people there. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Um, if you are just joining us, we have been talking uh, about um, pl- um, plenty of things, but right now we are looking at, um, uh, we looked at, uh, excuse me, Leviticus. Sorry, lost that for a second. Uh, talking about what will happen if uh, the Israelites do not keep their commandments. And we're talking about um, Israel going into Babylon and how that can apply to us, kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about last week, um, looking at Jeremiah, where God says to plant um, plant gardens, live your lives, have kids um, while you are in captivity. Yeah, and remember, and just to go back and clarify a little bit, so if you're supposed to keep a Sabbath every seven years and they didn't do it for 490 years, how many Sabbaths is that? 70. 70. So now go, Taylor, to Second Chronicles chapter 36. And Chronicles, if you remember, uh, the Chronicles were really kind of the story of Israel. Uh, and Second Chronicles is the second. It extends basically the first Chronicles history of Judah. Uh, and it was, after, it was written after the people come out of uh, the Babylonian exile and He's trying to encourage the exiles to think about where they had been. Why? Because if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to bring out how God moved people from where they were to where they are and what happened and sharing with them. And at the end of it, he talks about how Jerusalem got captured and burned. They were taken into captivity and read Second Chronicles 36, verse 20 and 21. He took into exile in Babylon those who had escaped from the sword, and they became servants to him and to his sons until the establishment of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed its Sabbaths. All the days that it lay desolate, it kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. So... For 70 years, for every Sabbath they missed, they were in captivity. And their land had a Sabbath because they weren't there to work it. They were in captivity. Mm -hmm. So when you disobey God and God tells you to do something and you don't do it, it will eventually get done. Mm. It just may not be the way you want it. And uh, it may not even be the way that he originally wanted, but you can rest assured they did not forget that. They they did not like captivity, and they were trying to get out of having to deal with that. They were upset because the Babylonians were pagans. And if you flip over to Jeremiah 29, you see Jeremiah giving them instruction. Now, Jeremiah was a prophet. And he was called the weeping prophet for a reason because he had to tell people things they didn't want to hear. And um, he was upset because he was being told over and over by God to give my people a message of judgment. Give my people, um, you know, this message of what's going to happen to them because of their disobedience, not I mean, I, I, he did call people to change and repent, but most of it was, this is going to happen because you have done this. You have done it for so long. 
that God's saying, okay, now you're going. And he was to declare the coming judgment of God. And you see in the book of Jeremiah that God has this great heart for people that are repentant. He wants us to repent. So if you're listening out there and you get caught up and swept up in all this political stuff where so much so that it overwhelms your loyalty to God and your priority of your own relationship with God, maybe you you need to step back like me and many others and say, okay, God, we have been swept up into this. We know you're in control. Show us how you want us to respond here. Because so often, and I'm sure, Taylor, you experience this just because you're passionate and you, you, you're a fighter and you, you, want, you, you want to see right. And sometimes when we know something has been wrong or a perceived wrong, mm-hmm. sometimes we jump without consulting God. Mm-hmm. We just jump into it. And um, God tells his people through Jeremiah, repent, repent, repent. And the kings don't like it. Uh, They don't like it at all. In Mm -hmm. fact, he's struck by one servant of the king. He's thrown into a cistern, a pit with mud, I mean, and pretty much left to die. And yet he's faithful, but it, it grieves him to have to, say all these things but if you look at jeremiah 29 it's a very specific letter to the exiles who were in babylon and he wrote them this letter and it's to the leaders to the priest and prophets that nebuchadnezzar had taken over there and what he says is in verse four Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. And we read this last week, and I think it's instructive. And I just think it's so spot on that he says in verse 5 through 7, build houses, get married, have children, reproduce, do what God created you to do in Genesis 1. And He said, don't let your prophets and diviners who are among you deceive you. Don't listen to the dreams they dream, for it is a lie they're prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. And I have spoken to quite a few people that are really upset because apparently there have been a lot of pastors and quote, and I put it in quote loosely, Christian leaders because I would not consider them a Christian leader. Mm-hmm. Heck, some of them, I don't even know if they're believers or not. I think they're false prophets who've prophesied Donald Trump's going to be in office. Donald Trump is going to overcome this. Donald Trump. And so you have a bunch of disillusioned people. And again, it's not for the person of Joe Biden or the person of Donald Trump. It's because of the platforms that each of these men represent in their parties that people are deeply concerned that a Biden administration is going to mean more funding for abortion, which means we're condoning that, more Mm -hmm. codification of immorality by our government, like they did with same-sex marriage and transgender issues and all those things. And so people are like, what happened? And I'm telling you that what he says here is don't listen to these prophets who are not from me. 
Well, how do you know, Taylor, if a prophet's from God or not? By what he says, if it matches with the word of God? Yeah, if it matches the word of God and it comes true. Yeah. And what happened in the Old Testament if it didn't come true? Do you remember? What? If if a prophet says, I'm a prophet of mm-hmm. the Most High God, and he gave a prophecy and it didn't come true, what Are happened? Put to death? Yeah, they were stoned. Yeah. They stoned them. Can you imagine if that happened today? <laughs> I, I think there'd be a lot less people sticking <laughs> yeah. their neck out saying, well, God told me to tell you this. Yeah. God told me this was going to happen. And um, anyway, he goes on to say in verse 10, read, read verse 10. Re, re, actually, read verse 10 through 13. Of 29? Yeah. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm. Yeah. What does God want? He wants his people to seek him. And not just to seek him in a superficial way. He's clear Mm -hmm. to seek him with our whole heart. And he says, I will be found by you. And I, I look at that. And, you know, I'm sure growing up in a sports family, but also a believing family, have you ever heard that verse, I know the plans I have for you, or seen it in a Christian bookstore where people grab that and they claim it as a promise Mm -hmm. for some dream they have or some dream of, of some blessing in their life or position in their life. And God's speaking to people in captivity. Yeah. He's speaking to people that are being disciplined by the Most High God. And what he's saying is don't lose heart. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening today, don't let the circumstances that are going on in our country right now bring you down. Instead, look to God and remember that he does know the plans that he has for us. And if you're his, for those that are his, and we're going to look at this next week when we look at 2 Corinthians 5, 11 through 21. But I'll even go to before Corinthians and Romans 8. Everybody knows Romans 8, 28. You know what Romans 8, 28 is? Romans 8, 28 says everything works out for the good mm-hmm. of those that what? Who love, love him and are called according to his purpose Mm. not just everything always works out for good right so uh when we come back we'll pick up on that i'm glad you guys are listening to swat radio today yes so stick with us we'll be back with more after the break we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in virginia at the lighthouse as well as in meridian mississippi listening on wmer you're listening to swat radio stay tuned This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth. 
for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. That was David Crowder with All My Hope. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about uh, a little bit of the news of the day, but also just how what's been going on in our society as of late within the past year, really. Um, How we can be informed by uh, what the Bible says and what God has said to um, the Israelites as they were heading into Babylon um, and how we can apply that maybe today. Uh, so if you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. You know, I one of the questions that has come up, and I have to tell you, I'm, I'm a little taken back because um, – a lot of people are, are a lot of people are coming down on people that were President Trump supporters who mm. who thought that the election was fraudulent in several states that there were things that were not right. They really believed that, and um, you know, even a lot of Christian leaders are are making some statements. Um, about, you know, the equating some things that happened in D.C. last Wednesday with what I would say is 90% of the people that support President Trump mm. in this country. Because 90% of the people, or at least a lot of the people I know that um, I've talked to about President Trump, all agree that it's not his character they vote for. Mm-hmm. They're voting for the platform because he has been a staunch advocate for Christian rights. He's not perfect. I, I never said he was. I've, I, listen, 
he is he has said things that I go, wow, I can't believe he just said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's let things come out of his mouth. I think he surrounded himself with people in the spiritual realm who are superficial leaders, mm-hmm. who are some of them are false teachers. I have no problems with calling out those kind of things. But the platform that he stood for and the way he stood up against people who have tried to take us away from Christian values in our country and penalize and codify, uh, penalize people that don't uh, uh, agree with and codify immorality uh, has has been something that no other president has done like that. Uh, the number of court justices he appointed both at the district, appellate, and the Supreme Court for those causes and constitutionally that our founding fathers set up Uh, has not been like that. And so one of the questions is that, well, when is it okay to resist? When is it okay? What happened at the Capitol last week is not what I would consider mainstream Trump people uh, by Trump supporters. And what I mean by that is people that uh, support that platform going, okay, this is good. And I heard harsh condemnation come from just about everybody about what took place Mm -hmm. very contrasted with what we heard over the summer about the other protests that destroyed businesses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people get upset about is this hypocrisy that is up there. Um, And I, I realize there are some people that say, well, you're hypocritical because you only talk about conservative values. Well, those are my values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Th- there's not a lot of conservative value platforms out there. Yeah. And by conservative, I mean what God's word says about morality, what it says about men and women and the way God designed them, what it says about the family, what it says about uh, the things, the way we should treat one another and and the, seeking the welfare of our country as a whole. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean our country's perfect. It doesn't mean we haven't had flawed leaders throughout time. But when you start removing history, when you start uh, taking away monuments that were meant to tell stories of men who did great things, but they were still flawed men, um, and you start removing history, you're setting yourself up to be doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And when you have people that don't know that George Washington was the first president of the United States, the kind of man George Washington was, flawed, but yet a professor of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you don't, when you listen, I read to you a while ago. This and this came, um, this came from one of the members over in the British Parliament. After the American resistance, I want to read this quote. His name was Sir Richard Sutton, and he read a copy a copy of a letter that was written to them from the government of America, from a crown-appointed governor in America to the Board of Trade in Great Britain, showing that if you ask an American who's his master, he will tell you he has none, nor any governor but Jesus Christ. That was back then. I don't think you can say that anymore about our country. Mm. Um, I, and I think, and, and to be really honest with you, one of the things that is a little upsetting to me, and I spoke about this yesterday when I 
spoke at Ponte Vedra Presbyterian Church is that I think in the same way that Israel relied on Egypt, a lot of people thought that Trump was a savior. Mm. And he's not. Mm -hmm. Any saving that ever happens is only from God. Now, he may choose to use President Trump or President uh, whoever, but the the good things that President Trump accomplished, uh, at least from a, a legislative standpoint and from an executive order and those things he accomplished that was for the welfare of our country, anything good that he did, he did because of Jesus Christ and God doing it in him, mm-hmm. not even if he's a believer, because in the same way God used Cyrus to send the people and fund them to go rebuild Jerusalem and the wall, mm-hmm. he can use anybody. Yeah. And so I I never was uh, disillusioned to think that all my hope was in President Trump. My hope's in Jesus yeah. and in Jesus alone. And I think it's time for the church to rise up and to say, my king is Jesus. Yeah. If you live in Florida, it's not Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you live in Duval, it's not Mayor Curry. Uh, if you live in the United States, it's not Donald Trump or Joe Biden. But most people, Taylor, I really feel like in our country have more of an allegiance to a political ideology than they do Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I think that's true. I, I think that's definitely true. And I think that's been the case, uh, you know, for a while. Um, and, you know, you brought that up about Israel and their dependence on Egypt. Uh, you know, I, I think that's interesting because, uh, you know, they went to Egypt at first because they were escaping a famine. Do you think that uh, they... I don't. I can't remember now if, if the Bible says this explicitly, but they stayed there too long and, and ended up becoming slaves to the Egyptians instead of going back oh, to yeah. the Promised Land. Yeah, and I, I would think that in the same way, the church has you know talking about the American Revolution, the church was very involved in that, um, and then saw that the government and the church were you know seeing eye to eye, and for the too long, the church kind of let government take care of things that the church should have been taking care of, and now we're looking at. You know, not maybe not slavery, but, uh, you know, being persecuted a little bit. So I thought that was an interesting parallel. You know, one of my mentors is a guy named John Maisel, who was United States Marine, Mm. who was stationed in Vietnam. He was shot in Vietnam. He was there representing our government um, to defend the oppressed, he thought. Mm. That's what he thought he was sent over there to do. And I believe with all my heart in the same way when I was in the Marine Corps flying uh, and doing what I did, that I was doing that because that's where God wanted me. And what I was doing had everything to do with Jesus because I was doing what I felt like God had called me to do for him. Yeah. Uh, And lots of guys do that in law enforcement. They do that in the military. But what happened last Wednesday had nothing to do with Jesus Mm -hmm. that I could see. Mm -hmm. I could not see. In fact, I, what I saw was, but listen, here's what the Washington post said. Trump evangelicals were complicit in the desecration of our democracy. Mm -hmm. That's what the headline, the Atlantic said the riots were a Christian insurrection. Now think about that for a second. I don't know any religious leader, any Christian religious leader, any pastor that called people to storm the Capitol in the name of Jesus. In fact, uh, a lot of those people said they were carrying out God's will. 
I would disagree with that. I didn't see anything that happened Wednesday um, of the people storming the Capitol that, that to me would glorify God. But when I saw people defending in Normandy, mm. when I saw people defending in Pearl Harbor, when I saw people, you know, those depictions of those troops who were there defending freedom against Adolf Hitler and Mussolini uh, or, you know, whoever, just throw their name, Joseph Stalin. Yes, those people are bearing the sword for God, mm-hmm. for justice. They are ministers of justice. And and I, I just really think that as we go forward into 2021, as believers, we need to step back and evaluate one, what is God asking me to do to serve him as my country goes through this time? Am I spending time in his word to even spend time with him and to be in communion with him, to even be sensitive to his voice? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not spending time with God, chances are you ain't hearing the spirit. Yeah, The chances are what you're hearing is either the whispers of Satan or you're hearing, or one of his minions, or your own flesh that just says, "I don't like this." Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's you know it's okay to be upset with what you perceive as injustice, but before you take action as a believer, you better remember who your commander is. Yeah, it's not yourself. He bought and paid for you, and we're going to keep looking at this, and we're going to look at what an attitude our attitude should be as we look at Ezra tomorrow, Ezra chapter nine. All right, so make sure you tune in tomorrow as we look at that. You have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual